Thank you for listening to the Family Life Podcast. We hope that this message blesses you today. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. There, you can watch our latest sermons online. You can find us by searching for Family Life Church Bloomington. You can also connect with us on Instagram and Facebook. Just type in Family Life B-Town. Thanks again for listening and have a blessed week. Oh, the Lord is good. Thank you, Jesus. Surely the Lord is in this place. I can't help but go to the first song. He is who he says we are. You know, the world screams a lot at us, telling us who we are. Even our own thoughts. Nothing the enemy did, just our own thoughts can start to tell us who we are and we can get distracted and have negative thoughts, but he says who we really are. He says who we really are. We're chosen. We're forgiven. We're not forsaken. We're his children. I thank the Lord for that. I'm resting in that. Praise God. Can we just praise him? I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm chosen and not forsaken. I'm victorious. I'm not defeated. I'm not surrounded by enemies. I'm surrounded by angels. I could keep going. God is good. Thank the Lord. Amen. I'm going to be reading out of the book of John, if you have your Bibles or your devices. The, the book of John, the Gospel of John, chapter 15. We're going to read verses 1 through 5. We're really going to focus on verse 1, verse 4, and 5. Brother Isak, I kind of feel like this is a continuation of, uh, of what you preached Sunday, and, and I'm, I'm pretty sure all of you were here, but if you were not here, please get on YouTube, get on, the, get on your iPad or your phone or whatever, and I'm forgetting what it's called right now. Somebody, podcast, help me out, Jesus. Lord, have mercy. I wanted to say iPod, go back to the days of 2006 here with my Nano. Some of y'all don't even know what I'm talking about, but it's okay. I love you anyway. All right, John chapter 15, verses 1 through 5. Thankful for the presence of God. It says this, I, Jesus is speaking to his disciples here. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. And he that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. I want to talk to you on this subject tonight. Abide in the vine. Abide in the vine. If you lay your Bibles aside, and let's just ask the Lord to have his way tonight. Father, Sure, surely you are in this place. 
I'm so thankful for your presence. I'm so thankful for your mercy and your love. Father, I ask you to use this vessel, Lord, to speak to your people. Lord God, help us to walk away understanding just how much you love us and how we can do this through you, Lord, for your glory, for your praise, I pray. In the name of Jesus, amen. You may be seated. I'm going to kind of skip the greetings. Um, I'm so thankful for my pastor. I, I can never say enough about my pastor. I am so thankful. Please, I hope you're praying for him as he's away getting rested. I, I thank the Lord for my pastor, and I thank him for this opportunity to speak to the greatest church on earth. I love when Brother Esau said that. It just fires me up because I'm like, that's right. That's us. Don't you forget it. Amen. It is. So, so thankful, and I don't take it lightly. I'm going to start a little different, but we're going to end. Hopefully, you understand where I'm going. In the very beginning, in the book of beginnings, Genesis, we see the, the account of the creation story. And, like, we don't really look too much over this because everyone believes in a God, right, or, or some don't even believe. But, like, in ancient Near Eastern times, this is so amazing to me because if you would open up uh, maybe one of their theologies, quote-unquote, or, or something that they believe, you would find their account of their God and their creation story. And it's amazing because if you would begin to look at this, you would see that it's usually one God defeating another God, just being very blunt, and then creating humans to work for them as slaves on the earth. You say, well, why does this matter? It would have been so interesting to see back then this account of creation, how this, this God spoke things into existence and how this God, the one that we serve, created it for us because he loves us. In fact, if you follow from day one to the day of rest, it was really, I like to believe, it was really us on his mind as, as everything was being prepared for life to be sustained on this earth. It was, it was not that he just wanted this beautiful earth. It was that he wanted you and I. He wanted, cre he wanted his creation, his people. That's how much he loves us. In fact, Genesis chapter, or chapter 1, excuse me, not 1. It says 1. Forgive me, Brother Jordan. Chapter 2, verse 7, we, we get an account of this. And you all know it well. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. This wasn't just something he spoke and, ah, let there be man. Eh. No, he, he didn't speak it. He formed it. He got close to it. He, he molded it. He took time with it. He thought about it because he loves us, because we are his most 
greatest treasure. It's the truth. You, the people of God, the creation of God, are his greatest treasure. So much that he breathed into us his breath of life, and we became a living soul. Genesis 3, verses 8 through 13 says this. This is the fall. Eve messed up. We know she ate of the forbidden fruit, gave it to Adam. This is, I want, I want you to see something here, though. Verse 8. They heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. That account is so powerful. But something the Lord gave to me for tonight, I really believe this, is, is verse 9. And the Lord God called unto Adam, Where art thou? And Adam responded to his voice and said, I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Why did Adam respond? Because Adam Adam knew God's voice. It was familiar to Adam. If, if this amazing God of creation just created Adam and Eve and never spent time with them, don't you think it would be a little odd if all of a sudden God was like, hey, where are you at? I'd be scared to death. I'm not speaking. I'm not saying a word. It was the relationship that the Lord had with Adam and Eve. Again, because he wants to spend time with us. I want you to get this. I'm going to take my time as best as I can. I know I'm also on a time crunch. I want you to get this. He wanted to spend time with them. And I believe through the word of God, we see that he wanted to do it daily. And so much we just read Genesis 3. I'll skip over some things. Genesis 3. We see the fall of man. You all know it well. God could have said it's over. It's finished. You messed up. Sometimes I want to be like that with my little girl. You messed up. It's over. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally joking. I love, I would do anything for my little girls. But that's because I love them. Amen. But verse 6 uh, verse 15 of chapter 3, it's not on there, but I just feel led to say this. Here the Lord says, and this is in the middle of his punishment. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. I could be done with you, but I, right here in my punishment, I just want you to know I love you so much, I'm promising you there's victory ahead. 
that this, this that just happened that has torn us apart, there's now a rift between you and me. I'm going to restore that because I love you and my people that much. In fact, we see this in Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 8. You all know it well. Romans chapter 5, verse 6 through 8. For when we were yet without strength, praise God. When we were without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. That's us. Praise God. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God, but God, but God, commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I'm going to keep going. It's just too good. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, man, we were reconciled to God. We were enemies with the Lord, but now we're reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. I thank the Lord for the blood. Hallelujah. Don't you? Thank you, Jesus. That's how much he loves you. Oh, he loves you so. He loves us. Amen. I just want to start singing he loves us, but don't worry, I won't. <laughs> Praise God. With this, knowing and a reminder of how much he loves you, I want to go back to John 15. John 15, 1. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. We'll get to verse 4, which is really the, the meat of the message. But I want to hit this. I am the true vine. Now, this is one of the, of the seven I am statements of the world. I am the light of the world. I am the bread of life. I am the door. I go on and on, but some say, scholars believe this is the greatest of those seven. I am the true vine, and I find if that's the, if that's the case, whatever your conjecture, your belief is, if that is the case, it's amazing to me. He says, I am the true vine. That I, and if you look at this, it, it is the realest of the real. When I wrote down in my notes, when the Lord, I just, it's real versus fake, folks. It's that simple. He said, I'm the real deal, John. I'm the real deal, Peter. Andrew, I'm, I, I am him. I'm the one. I know that you know this, but I, before we go any further, I just need you to know I'm, I'm, I'm him. I'm all you need. This is, this is your source. This is all you need. It kind of made me, when I, thought, when I heard that, real versus fake, I thought of my mammal and how much he loved Coke. And I hope I, I thought, Lord, I don't know if I want to bring this up because I don't want to offend anybody, but my mammal loved Coke. And uh, it's okay. It's, it's all right. I'm a Pepsi person, but we'll get on to that another time. Don't love me through it, pray me through it, whatever. But my mammal loved Coke. You are not going to bring in an RC Cola to my mammal. You just weren't going to get the job done. You weren't going to get, I think Kmart it was back in the day, some sort of Kmart. Not going to work, folks. Because she knew the difference between real and the fake stuff. I love you if you drink it anyway, but, you know, it's just better Coke anyway. Um, and I'll never forget when my family told me they went to the store and brought Cheetos. 
and it turns out that it was not Cheetos. It looked like Sellersburg on the thing, and it didn't taste. The cheese fell off of it. Nasty. Yuck. Because there's a difference between the real deal and the fake stuff. I don't want the fake stuff. How many knows we have the real deal? Hallelujah. We've got the real thing, and the world's hungry for it, and we've got it so we can disperse it. Amen. He said, I am the true vine. We're going to go down. We should do a Bible study sometime on verse 2 and 3. That's good. But I want to focus on verse, want to focus on verse 4 and 5. I feel so led to talk about this. Jesus said, after making that statement, abide in me and I in you. This is so, this is so amazing to me. Because as I thought about this, abiding, and you all know this, but abiding means remaining. Abiding means dwelling. Abiding means staying in the Lord and he in us. And so many times we don't abide. So many times we don't abide. Uh, so many times we, we're really good at praying. Lord, help me. We're really good at praying. We pen, I mean, we can pray. We really can. We're great. We can bring our needs before God, man, better than anybody. I mean, I'm telling you, my little girl has a fever. I know like 50 people right now are praying for my little girl. I mean, we can pray. I thank God for that. I thank God for that. But I think the Lord wants us to go a little deeper with him. And I just want to challenge us tonight and also give you a reason to do it, is to abide. In, uh, well, I think it was roughly May 2020. I know everyone like probably cringes when I bring up 2020. Greatest year of my life, for real. I got fired, uh, let go. I probably should have used that. It sounds better, but, you know, whatever. Uh, got let go, made too much money, I guess, something like that. And um, had no job. But let me tell you, the greatest year of my life, because I've never been so close to the Lord in my life. And I remember, I remember the Lord bringing me to this very portion of Scripture. And, I, and not really understanding it. I said, Lord, I pray every day. I'm not going to get my length of time, but I, I, I've committed my time with you. He said, you're not abiding with me. What in the world? Talk to me, Lord. I'm dumb. Be still and know that I am God. Be still. And I thought, what in the world? I've got, I've, okay, Lord, I sat on my couch for 15 minutes. And I have never felt a stronger presence of God after that 15 minutes come into the room. Because I had learned to abide in the Lord. It has changed my prayer life. Now, I'm sure most of you, you're way ahead of me. You, you do this all the time. But there is something about just dwelling and being in his presence. I'm going to get to the rest of it. But there's something about being with him. Because if I'm, if I'm staying somewhere, it's because I enjoy it. It, it. it was like this one time. One time I was sitting with my buddy and and he and I were chatting. He's like, man, the Lord dealt with me like that two years ago. I'm like, great, you're way ahead of the race on me. You're phenomenal. And he goes, no, for real, it's like this. He goes, don't say a word to me. 
and we're at, we're at a lunch table. He said, and he just kept talking and talking and talking and talking. And I'm like, bro. And he's like, no, 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 you can't say anything. And he did that like three times. And I was like, seriously, man, this is crazy. And he goes, that's what it's like when you pray. And it just like blew up that sometimes we just talk and talk and talk. And the Lord wants to hear us talk. But he also wants to speak to us. And there are deep things he wants to whisper and sing over us if we would just abide in the vine. Of course, we also know that this means throughout our day. I, I don't know about you, but I can, I can just listen to some podcasts all day long. I can just keep busy. It's, I guess it's in my generation. But there's something about when you turn on, and I know some of you are so great at this, turning on the, the worship music or even better, keeping it off and just focusing on the presence of God. I'm just, I'm just telling you what the Lord told me to, to just kind of give you a reminder. Paul t- said, Timothy, just tell them what they already know. You know this. I'm just trying to remind you. Abide in the vine. Abide in the vine. He said, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. We can't do it, can we? I know th- these are simple thoughts, but we, we really can't. But our, one of our biggest struggles is we want to do it. We want to be the ones to do it. I can solve this myself. At least maybe that's just me and Elora. We're just stubborn, I guess. I'll figure this out myself. It's so funny. Like, I'm just simply trying to get my daughter to just say, I want milk. And she can say it, but instead she'd rather, like, run over to the fridge and grab and then start crying because she can't get milk. Rather than just say, hey, Dad or Daddy, want milk. You never know how it's going to come out. Woo-woo, milk. That would work. Amen? But... But she won't. And there's so much she can't accomplish because she won't just ask me. And I feel like that's sometimes us. There's so many things God wants to accomplish in us and through us, but we don't ask. We don't stay connected to the vine. We don't speak to Him. We don't let the Lord work for us. He said, you cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I know I'm like drawing back on all these old things, but it's it's just the things I've learned over the years. During COVID, that wonderful year, I also got a job, praise God, with a landscaping company, and they did tree work. And one of the things that blew my mind, again, you all probably know this, but one of the things that blew my mind is that Pouring water on a leaf does absolutely nothing. (laughs) Nothing. But it's when it gets to the root and it goes up through the tree, literally. To me, that's amazing. God, you're amazing. Just goes up through and then goes into the, the leaf. That is where it gets its sustenance. That is where it gets its nutrients. And Jesus and the disciples would have known this. 
And so he's saying, you can't get there without me. How many's just had like a really bad day? You've done your prayer. You've, you've, you've checked off the list. You've read the word. You just, you can't do it. You can't get the job done. You're just upset. You ever had those days? Maybe you're all just perfect. You're just, you're great. And that's wonderful. I'm not. I'm not at all. In fact, I can get downright cranky. I can't tell you how many times in this moment since the Lord's taught me this, I will just. I know this isn't popular, but this is something that we need to, especially we as Pentecostal apostolics need to get to, just dwelling. And as I just begin to think on Jesus, my smile, my frown turns to a smile. And something happens for the trace. I can't, I can't tell you, man. It's, it's not all those long words that I spoke, and that's great. But there's just something about dwelling with him for just five minutes. I just love you, Lord. I feel it right now. Just being with him. And when that happens, all of a sudden, people that are going through the same thing that are actually hurting in this world, they don't have him. And they see Jesus in me. And then their frown turns to a smile. And all of a sudden, they give me their problems. And normally, I'd be like, bro, I ain't got time for this. Love you. But I'm out. I can comfort them. I can spend. And I'm okay being spent. Because I've, I've got it with, from the Lord. He said, you can't. You can't bear fruit without me. You know what the fruit is, but let's just remind ourselves. Galatians chapter 5. You all know. Well. <clears throat> this I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, you're not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, Variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings. Remember Brother Hughes talking about envy. Changed my life. That's an incredible sermon. Envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. As I read this, the Lord just blew up one word to me. It's works. Because you're working for it when you're not in the vine. Can I, can I, can I, just, can I just be real with you? They, that's what I'm talking about when you ever enter in, into church. Maybe, again, you all probably don't have this problem, just me. But you ever like, it's almost like you're trying to be kind. I'm coming into church. God bless you, Brother Steve. Great to have you. I'm fake. I'm, I'm, I'm just being blunt. Maybe you all don't have this problem, but uh, I, I have, or, or I've been up with, when I did the, with the youth, I, I mean, it just felt fake. I was trying so hard. I was working 
so hard, doing the best that I could because it's works. It's not fruit. It's works. It's not fruit. If you, let me just, I feel led to say this. If you try to do anything on your own, you're working. It's not just fruit. It's not, it's not just flowing. You're trying to do it. When, by the way, the Lord never said, the Lord never said, you're going to do it. He said, I'm going to do it. I'm going, I'm going to do it for you. It's all me. And the Lord wants that in his church. That's how it's supposed to be. Amen. So that's what he's saying when he's saying it cannot bear fruit of itself. Then it says in verse 5, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Here's this amazing thing. Fruit is not meant for the vine. Fruit's not meant for the vine. That, that love, that joy, that peace, it's not meant for me. That love, that joy, that peace, it's meant for others. It's meant for you guys. It's meant for the world. Let's read what that fruit is. You all know it well. Verse 22, Galatians 5, verse 22. But the fruit, this is in contrast to the works, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. That love can only happen when you abide in the vine. That joy, you ever been around somebody like that? You're just like, man, you have got God all over you, bro, and I want some of it. They've been abiding in the vine. And here's the amazing thing. The Lord wants to abide with you. I tried to show this to you at the beginning. From the very beginning, he created us. There was one purpose, and that was to be with us. Even now, it's so that, hey, guys, I'm going away, but I'm preparing a place for you. I'll come back for you. It's for you. He wants to be with us. But here's the question. Do we want to be with him? That's the question that's been on, on my heart and my mind. Do we want to be with him? Will we? I, look, I'm not preaching against anything here. Do we want to turn off the television and be with him? Do Lucas, do you want to shut off that podcast and just be with me? Do, do you want me? Or do you want what the world has to offer? And that's the, that's the question he's asking us, is do we want him? Because he already promised us, James 5, I believe it is, 5, 7, 5, 8, draw nigh to God, he'll draw nigh to you. It's a promise. If, if we want the Lord's presence, he's in this place. I thank God for that. I thank God for that. 
to get back kind of what Brother Esau spoke Sunday, kind of wrap this thing together like I feel like the Lord wants me to. As I saw this jar, wasn't that amazing, that jar full, I thought, Lord, what, what happens when it, when it gets empty? And he told us at the end, he goes, you know, what do you do when your, gar, your car runs out of gas? You come and you fill up. You come and you fill up. That's how you're going to continue to spend and be spent. That's how you're going to continue to give of yourself so that you don't have burnout, which that's a whole other topic for a whole other time. Haven't we all been there sometimes? We can't do it without him. If we can all stand. This isn't a shouting message. This is, but this is so needed in our day. God, help us to turn off everything. Everything that distracts us. This is, this is going to sound funny, but for real, there's, there's this quarterback named Aaron Rodgers, and it's all over the headlines. He just came out of this, like, four-day darkness retreat thing, and there's no, there's no phones. There's nothing. It's really weird, to be quite frank, but there's nothing but darkness and, and like, a table and a bed or something, maybe a book with a lamp. And he did that for four days, and I, I know it sounds crazy, but I don't want to do anything like that remotely. <laughs> I hope none of you do either, but sometimes I think God is looking for us to have just some time with him like that, where you just abide, where you just dwell in his presence and let him love you and speak to you and be with you. And this is the end, nothing profound, but a reminder to myself and to all of you. Family Life Church, we can do nothing without him. He said, for without me, you can do nothing. You all are amazing. Some of the greatest singers I truly believe are in this place. Some phenomenal musicians. I believe that, and we know that because they've played all over. Some phenomenal preaching. We heard some Sunday. Amazing teaching. It's excellent. Just mm, good stuff. But I just feel led to remind the church, you can't do it without him. We can't do it without him. You can't win that coworker without him. You can't win that family member without them. Maybe the reason it hasn't happened is because you haven't quit trying, working, and just let him do it. Let him do it. Amen. If we all could, just lift our hands and close. Would you just commit unto the Lord? Lord, I, I want to abide in you. Lord, I, I want to get close to you as a prayer of dismissal. Whatever it is, Lord, I, I, help, teach me to abide. Would you pray that? Teach me to abide. I don't know what that means for my life, but teach me to ab abide. Convict me, oh Lord, when I need to just turn it off or, 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 just, or just get away, Lord, and just be with you. Teach us, oh God, to abide in your presence. 
Because in that is our love. In that is the joy, the strength, the patience to help us get through things. The tenacity to help us get through things. Oh God, help us, Lord, to abide. For you and you alone we pray, God. In Jesus' name.